Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. Hey, Slay family, are you ready to slay your giant, conquer your fears, and pivot into your future? The time is now for you to be all God has created you to be. It will take intentionality, reflection, and movement. Are you ready to do the work to win? My guests and I are ready to speak life and purpose into you. Well, let's get to it, giant players. Of everything, that's when anxiety creeps in. That's Absolutely. when fear creeps creeps in. That's when worry comes in and tries to rob you of the peace and the joy that you yes. can have in a moment um, where if you just rely on God and it's easier said to, than done. God knows right. I've had my moments where I've been like, you know, biting my nails, like, Lord, I don't know how uh-huh. to get through this. But he always comes through. And so yeah. now that I know that God has a consistent track record with me, mm-hmm. his track record says that no matter what you go through, I got you. Listen. I got you back. Listen. I'm through for you. We so got receipts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Because, because of his track record, I can have full confidence in the plan that he's laid out for me. Yes. That's what I always say. That's why I love, like, say, I know David is a controversial biblical person. I know I he's a it, biblical though. person. But let me tell you why I love David. I love David because David was never afraid to produce receipts. But also, it's just what you said. I say that all the time. David understood and knew and stood firm in his track record with God. He was clear. God has never failed me. The reason why David could so confidently stand against Goliath, he said it. He said, because my God has already kept me <laughs> from these other animals as I kept watch the, the, the lion and the bear. God has already kept me. So this is light stuff for me. I have a track record from God. How many times did I have to rip a you from the mouth of a beast? This ain't not, this is light stuff for me. I can handle this, not because of who I am, but because of who God is. I got receipts, period. And when God, and that's the thing, like a best relationship, that is the beauty of relationship with God beyond religion. And I'm a I'm a pastor. Church has its place, but it's the religion. I love when I see people grow in their relationship with God, where they know for themselves, I've got a track record. And here's the beauty of a track record. My track record ain't your track record. Mm. The way that God has set things up for Ashley is not the way God has set things up for Tish. And when I try to make my things set up like Ashley, that's when I fail. Because I ain't Ashley. Ashley ain't Tish. It just doesn't work that way. But I know enough about God and have enough and have experienced enough with God to know that God always comes through, even when God don't come through the way that I want God to. Which thank God for that. Because my plan was weak at best. <laughs> it was faulty <laughs> at best. And the thing we also have to consider when we talk about how God moves in our lives is God does not play checkers. God plays chess. God yeah. is always moves and moves and minutes and moments and months and years and generations ahead. And so what God does in this moment will echo in eternity. So we can't miss that. We can't do that. Only God can do that. And so I love that God is a God of exponential blessing.
blessings. That the blessing that I have is directly attached to how God may want to bless Ashley. So God will bless me and move me out the way because guess what? It's time for Ashley to come in or somebody else. And so maybe you're frustrated today because you're wondering about why the years are passing and you think that time is being wasted. It's not that time is not being wasted, but there's somebody who is an active participant in how God wants to bless you. And maybe that person is just not in position yet. God is working it out so that once they're in in position, what do we know? It's all going to work out for good. Not just your good, but everybody else's good that's involved. And I think sometimes we're selfish in that vein. We just want it to work out for us. We're not considering about who else is going to be affected by how it works out for us. I hope that makes sense because I I love that about God. I love that about God. That the very thing that I didn't even think was a thought was so critical to how God would even bless me, how God would favor me and not even the good things, how God maybe had to move me out of the way, how God had to sit me down. Because this particular move ain't really about you. (laughs) You're just a player in the providential plan. (laughs) That's the thing. We all think that we're supposed to be the lead. We always think we're supposed to be the lead. Sis, sometimes you're the understudy. Yes. Ashley, get me off this podcast, child. Sometimes you're supposed to be backstage. Sometimes you're the prop master. Yes. Sometimes you're not. Isn't that something? That you have to come to the realization that sometimes this ain't your show. You are not the star in this season. It ain't about you, boo. Maybe this season is not for you to have the starring role. Maybe you're the supporting actor or actress. Wow. And if you can do that well, then your time will come. I'm a firm Mm -hmm. believer in that. Can you Mm -hmm. cheer louder than everybody else when somebody Mm -hmm. else is winning? And I believe that determines how fast God moves on your behalf sometimes. I have learned to be content. Mm. I've learned in whatever situation I find myself in, I have learned. Learned. Sometimes it's not about you being sent to stage. Sometimes God is just calling you to open the curtain for somebody else that they might shine. It's as simple as that. And you got to know when you're in that position. I, I, yeah, I think that's what we have to learn too as believers. We got to learn how to cheer. Oh, that's so good. We got to learn so how good. to cheer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody wants to be in the role of the, you know, key part person or the key leader. But that second person that helps and, and puts things together and coordinates, they are valuable just as important. That's it. Um, everybody can't and, be on the field. No. Nope. Somebody has to cheer. I I remember we were doing, this is at my former church, we were doing a training on street ministry and how to minister to people on the street. And the gentleman was, he was so good. He was such a good trainer. And the thing I always remember, he said, he said, listen, let me be clear. Everybody is not gifted to talk to people, to initiate conversation on the street. That's not everybody's ministry. He said, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you can't be a part of the street ministry. He said, because somebody's got to make the Kool-Aid. He was saying, somebody's got to have the refreshments ready when everybody comes off the street. And that role is just as important as the street team. The people who are behind the scenes, making sure that the disciples are supported. He said, don't ever take that role for granted. And that's something that has stuck with me. And every once in a while, when I'm feeling a way, I'm like, you know what? Somebody got to make the Kool-Aid. That's right. <laughs> Somebody's got to make the Kool-Aid. 
and it's okay. Like humble yourself and do the role that you need to do. Like understand your assignment. Understand the assignment. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yes, you gotta understand your purpose and your assignment. And you know, just because somebody else is in the forefront doesn't mean that your assignment is any less valuable. Every part of the body matters. That's Every it. part that we. Um, you know, contribute to the church or to, to any community organization. Mm-hmm. We are valuable to that organization, whatever God has called us to. And we have to understand that our role is important, um, no matter how great or small, it, it's valuable. Um, it mm-hmm. all helps things go and, and keep things moving. And mm-hmm. um, we just have to be okay with where God is leading us and directing us and whatever, you know, that is. Um, mm-hmm. we, we have to be okay with that. And right. you're right. Your day will come. Like your there will be come. a time when someone's going to say, you know what? They're, they're a servant. They, they have a, a good heart, their intentions, right. their motives up here. Cause that's what we get hung up on is like, you know, a lot of times when we're doing stuff, what are our motives behind doing it? Like, why mm-hmm. are we doing what we do? Yes. You know, are you taking pictures while you're evangelizing on the street so that people can say, oh, they, they're giving, you know, they're giving food to the needy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why, why do you do what yeah. you do? What's yeah. the why behind what you're doing? What's the heart? What's the motive? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why God said, I, I'm not looking at the outward appearance. I'm looking at right. the heart, the intention. Sure. What, sure. what, 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 why sure. you're offering what you're offering, um, because it matters, you it know, matters. your motives matter, your intentions matter when we're, when we're doing what, you know, God has called us to do. It's mm-hmm. all a part of, um, how he wants us to flow and how he wants us to operate. And then sometimes mm-hmm. God will have us in situations that will humble us so that mm-hmm. he can get the ultimate glory. Cause right. at the end of the day, sure. it's not about our name being written or us, our names being called. It's about his name being glorified. Um, that's right. Through whatever we're doing. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's what, that's what matters at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That is what matters at the end of the day. And it's, and it's also about being in community. It's, it's really about, that's the way Jesus did. It really is about being in community and being supportive of, of one another. Um, and again, having the ability and the willingness to cheer <laughs> that when someone is doing well, that you are genuinely, su- genuinely supportive of them, um, and loving to them and kind to them. And the idea that if you can't help somebody, at least don't hurt them. Mm-hmm. That's you can't good. help, don't hurt. That, yeah. That's good. Because as you good. said, your, your day will come. That's right. And here's the here's the here's the deal. The question is what are you doing while you're waiting? The misconception about that word waiting, wait is still a verb. To right. wait is still an action word. Mm-hmm. And when we think we say wait, wait on the that's an active waiting. That's a waiting that says while I'm waiting for my change to come or while I'm waiting for my breakthrough, right? What am I doing so that when the wait is over, I'm prepared? So I'm talking to the associate out here who can't wait to get in the pulpit. (laughs) But are you crafting your sermon? Are you taking the time, all of this time that you have to craft a really good sermon? Are you reading? You know, I'm the the person who was like, I'm waiting on this promotion. Are you taking the exams necessary so that you qualify for the promotion? You know, to those I'm waiting for the perfect relationship. Are you waiting? Are you working on yourself? 
so that you might be your best self should the opportunity arise for a relationship? What are you doing while you're waiting? There's work to be done while you're waiting. So when we say we're waiting, it, that's, not a, that's not a passive waiting. <laughs> There's something that should be happening. There's work for you to do in that. So that when it comes, you don't even miss it. It's that providential, right? It's like almost what I said about um, we were ready when COVID hit because we had put so many things in place. When the opportunity came, we were able to go live that very next week without, and haven't missed a beat since. And that's what you do while you wait. You work while you wait. It's an active waiting. Mm, that is so good. I um, I'm taking so many notes, and I hope our listeners are <laughs> gleaning oh, from helping. this. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you are. I was saying, uh, you know, to my, my father who was preaching. I said he is opening my mail. He's reading my mail. <laughs> You're doing the same thing. You're reading all my mail. I'm like this. Is uh-oh, uh-oh. I can take this and just meditate on it for a couple yeah. of days and see because yeah. you're right how well are you waiting we're all waiting on the lord for something we're i like that you gotta something. wait well yes but mm-hmm. how well are you waiting mm-hmm. are you frustrated are you complaining are you agitated are you you know down about it are you know how yeah. well are you waiting are you waiting with hope and anticipation hoping against hope and trusting and believing in god by faith right. like right. how well are you waiting in this season mm-hmm. and that's that's powerful and i believe you know god would want us to wait trusting in him and, and just yeah. hopeful and having joy and peace mm-hmm. that you know despite what we see because that's mm-hmm. how we get hung up is when we see things and it's not in place you know right. i the pieces are coming together. You just don't see it yet. Just you know, God right. is, yes, God is in the background, you know, putting the story together. And we just have to trust that, you know, his process may not be our process, you know, Correct. His, his thoughts are not the way we think about it, Correct. Uh, but it is perfecting his will. And, and it's going to allow us to see in the end, like, oh, that's what he was doing the whole time. The I didn't see it in the moment. Time. It's the aha. Mm, I recently mm. preached about that. I preached a sermon called titled From Oops to Aha, how we can learn from our mistakes, how our greatest mistakes become an aha moment. And the thing that I learned from Oprah about the aha moment, the phrase that she coined is that you can't have an aha if you didn't already know it. An aha is not new information. An aha is information that has been inside. And it isn't until somebody says something or something happens that that information now becomes back in the forefront. And so an aha is not a revelation, but rather it's a resonation of what you Mm. already knew. So good. And so that's what happens in in these moments. We have to look for our aha, this awakening, like, you know what? The Lord you know, I had prayed that prayer 10 years. Now here we go. Right. It's like, oh, I just had an aha moment. I always knew. I always knew this was a possibility for my life. I always felt that God would come through this way. And now here it is. And I love that the way God, again, when God does it, it comes out so much better than we could have ever have imagined. So much better than we could have. I, I could not have written my story any better. The idea that I just said, oh, I feel like going to church today. And that I would then, four years later, become the pastor of the church I just felt like going to today. And I couldn't have written. I couldn't have written it better myself. I really couldn't have. 
God is amazing. And as you said, it's really about trusting God. And if I can also submit this, waiting is difficult, even active waiting well is is even more difficult. And when that happens and when we have, I don't, God, I don't, God does not mind us being frustrated. I am not of the mind that God has a problem with our frustration or our anger, even our anger toward God. I don't, I don't believe because of the relationship. What child does not get annoyed at their parent when they don't get what they want or when they're confused or when they don't have information? I do not believe that the God who loves us who is quite patient with us, who understands anger because God gave us the anger emotion, is angry with is angry with us if we get angry with God, right? I don't believe that. But I think it's how we handle it. And you mentioned something. I think that we can be frustrated and we can air our complaints, but I think God would prefer us to give to give it to God. Here's the deal, God can handle it. Whatever we have that's in us that makes us angry or frustrated. Don't you know you can't say anything that's going to hurt God's feelings? (laughs) Meaning God can handle it. God is God. Your friends can't always handle it. Your parents can't always handle it, but God can handle it. So you, you are, I think we were well within our rights to say, God, this is real messed up. You got to help me with this one because I don't understand it. And the reason I say that's okay is because the prophets did it. Jeremiah wrote a whole book about it called Lamentations. One big complaint about how he was really thought his life was really sucky at that time. And I think we have to learn how to lament and give it to God and say, God, I'm really mad about this. I don't understand why you're doing this. I had that conversation with God in the pandemic. Why would you bring me to this place only a to a, only for a year and a half later to have me pastor in a pandemic. And then I call my mentor, my goddad, who's been doing this for 40 plus years. And I'm like, what do I do? And he just said, daughter, I do not know. And I was like, wait a minute now, because if you don't know, who do? <laughs> right? If the most seasoned, experienced <laughs> pastor that I had... Who does if you don't know? And then it became this extreme frustration with God. Like, why would you do this to me now? Like, Mm. you could have waited till I was at least in this thing a little longer. But you do this to me now. And then I had to reframe it. And I changed my whole, this was a pivot. I begin to realize, as we said, that things have to be in a certain place in a certain order. That's the way God works, right? We don't always understand what God is doing. We don't always understand the order. But I said, wait a minute. What was it about this particular group of leaders, whether that be clergy or otherwise, let's say for now clergy, what was it about this particular group of leaders that were in place that maybe God felt like they could handle it in a pandemic. And then I kind of reframed it. And I was like, "Mm, it's not that God did this to me, but God said, no, you're here for such a time as this because you can handle it. I'm going to help you handle it. And so once I began to reframe that, I was like, wow, what a privilege that I am now officially one of the keepers of the story for 2020. That we could write a whole new gospel on what has happened between 2020 and now. 
And what an honor and blessing and privilege that I'm one of the keepers of that story. That 50 years from now, 100 years from now, somebody will watch a sermon that you preached. They'll read a sermon that I wrote. They'll read my book. They'll hear a podcast and say, wow, that's what was happening 50 years ago. How amazing is that? So it, yes, it's painful. And I would not um, want this ever again. <laughs> and, it, and with every season, no, it's you. just a new level of it, right? No, thank you. But I can't help but to feel some level of joy and humility, actually, that God would say, yeah, but you get to tell this forever and ever. You get to tell this story and that maybe in telling the story, you'll help some other pastor or preacher survive or get through it because you you were able to tell the story about how y'all lived through it. And so I just now I count it as a privilege. Painful. Sure. But it's still a privilege. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like get when you get to the other side, you can look back and say, Oh, okay, Lord, I see what you were doing there. Right. That right. It's good. like I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was good. Can you, you know, right, we're getting ready to close, but can you share a little bit about your book? I see you sis, inspirations from heroic <laughs> woman of the Bible, hidden in plain sight. Can you yes. share just a little bit about the book so that we can, number one, we want to know where to purchase it. Yes. And then, you know, tell us a little bit about what we'll be getting from the book. Sure. So the book is basically a compilation of my sermons and teaching on women, uh, teachings on women in the Bible that derive from Who's That Lady. And um, and that's how Who's That Lady was born. Who's That Lady was really a started as a women's Bible study on the lesser known women of the Bible. So Who's That Lady? And that's really what you'll get in I See You, Sis. It's all about what I just said. It's women coming out of hiding. It's women who, again, who have been hidden in plain sight and just the active roles that they have played in their particular narratives and how their stories so closely re- resemble our stories today. And really that if God did it for them, God will do it for us too. And so that's, I see you sis. And just this whole idea of, I see you. Um, when we, when you say, I see you, it means so much more than just vision or ocular. When I see you, it's a, it's the idea that I feel you. It's the idea that I see you. And now I feel a level of accountability to help you fix your situation that I'm now accountable to you. And so, yeah, that's what you'll get in the book. Inspire, inspirational stories of women in the Bible with wonderful, thoughtful questions and, yeah, it's it's I'm so happy about it. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. And um, I've heard many of your your sermons and yes. some of your Bible studies. And um, I, I know that this is a great resource for women in particular, but just anyone who really wants to learn up on different women in the Bible and history. And I love the title. I see you, sis, because there's so many women out there who do not feel seen. That's it. Not, and there's a lot of women in the Bible who don't even have names, right? Nope. Um, but we recognize that you're valuable, men and women who are listening today. You're valuable. You are important yes. to God. And we yes. see you. We, we see, see you. you. You're sure. called, anointed, you're ordained. We see you. That's so, it. We see you. I want to thank you, um, Tish, um, for taking this time out to talk to us, to share with us. I know my audience is blessed and um, we have enough footage for two (laughs) Um, uh, podcast (laughs) episodes. I'm just so excited to replay this for everyone. And um, 
please, for those of you who are listening, please comment um, on Apple, um, review us, let us know that you're listening, that you enjoyed this. And um, I definitely want to encourage you guys to email us um, at uh, slay the giant podcast at gmail.com if you have any comments or if you want to just reach out and just share your feedback on what happened today but this is powerful thank you so much thank you um, and you know to close out can you tell us where can we reach you i know how to reach you but sure. where can we reach you on social media or sure. whether your website or what have you, where can we keep in contact with your ministry and follow you? Sure. So the book can be purchased on Amazon. You heard the title. I see you says inspirations from a heroic women of the Bible hidden in plain sight. So that's available on Amazon. You can also find me on my website. Who's that lady? Um, men.com and I'm also on Facebook uh, you can go to who's that lady on demand it is a group please join the group and also you can find me on uh, IG at who's that dot lady <laughs> and you awesome. can look for my head silhouette it looks just like that <laughs> the logo looks <laughs> just like my head <laughs> and so yep that's where you can find me and I just want to say thank you so much Ashley for the privilege and the honor of being on this platform it is first of all it's a joy to know you and it's a joy to just see you in ministry you are such a powerhouse and such a blessing yeah. to so many I thank God for you and I pray for God's richest blessings in your ministry the door is open to you sis the door is open to yeah. you so Amen. god bless you mm-hmm. thank you so much and to our audience god bless you guys and until next time slay those giants and conquer your fears bye thank you for listening to slay the giant podcast thank you for being a part of what god is doing and if you would like to leave a review please do so on apple Podcasts. Also, please email us at slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com. Look forward to talking with you again. See ya.